Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Washington State Department of Licensing v. Cougar Den Incorporated. Certiori to the Supreme Court of Washington. Argued October 30th, 2018. Decided March 19th, 2019. The state of Washington taxes motor vehicle fuel importers who bring large quantities of fuel into the state by ground transportation. Respondent Cougar Den Incorporated, a wholesale fuel importer owned by a member of the Yakima Nation, imports fuel from Oregon over Washington's public highways to the Yakima Reservation to sell to Yakima-owned retail gas stations located within the reservation. In 2013, the Washington State Department of Licensing assessed Cougar Den a $3.6 million taxes and penalties and licensing fees for importing motor vehicle fuel into the state. Cougar Den appealed, arguing that the Washington tax, as applied to its activities, is preempted by an 1855 treaty between the United States and the Yakima Nation that, among other things, reserves the Yakima's rights in common with citizens of the United States to travel upon all public highways. A Washington Superior Court held that the tax was preempted, and the Washington Supreme Court affirmed. The Supreme Court held, the judgment is affirmed. Justice Breyer, joined by Justice Sotomayor and Justice Kagan, concluded that the 1855 treaty between the United States and the Yakima Nation preempts the state of Washington's fuel tax as applied to Cougar Den's importation of fuel by public highway. The Washington statute at issue here taxes the importation of fuel by public highway. The Washington Supreme Court construed the statute that way in the decision below. That court wrote the statute taxes the importation of fuel, which is the transportation of fuel. It added that travel on public highways is directly at issue because the tax is an importation tax. The incidence of a tax is a question of state law. See Oklahoma Tax Commission versus Chickasaw Nation. And this court is bound by Washington's Supreme Court's interpretation of Washington law. See Johnson versus United States. Nor is there any reason to doubt that the Washington Supreme Court meant what it said when it interpreted the statute. In the statute's own words, Washington imposes, a mo imposes upon motor vehicle fuel licensees including licensed importers, a tax for each gallon of motor vehicle fuel that enters into this state, but only if entry is by means of a rail car, trailer, truck, or other equipment suitable for ground transportation. Thus, Cougar Den owed the tax because Cougar Den traveled with fuel by public highway. The state of Washington's application of the tax to Cougar Den's importation of fuel is preempted by the Yakima Nation's reservation of the right in common with citizens of the United States to travel upon all public highways. This conclusion rests upon three considerations taken together. First, this court has considered this treaty four times previously. Each time, it has considered language very similar to the language now before the court and each time it has stressed that the language of the treaty should be understood as bearing the meaning that the Yakimas understood it to have in 1855. See 
United States versus Winans, Sufert Brothers versus United States, Tule versus Washington, and Washington versus Washington State Com- Commercial Passenger Fishing Vessel Association. Thus, although the words in common with on their face could be read to permit application of the Yakima's general legislation, like the legislation at issue here, that applies to all citizens, this court has refused to read in common with in this way because that is not what the Yakima's understood the words to mean in 1855. See Winans, Brothers, Tule, and Fishing Vessel. Second, the historical record adopted by the agency and the courts below indicates that the treaty negotiations and the United States' representatives' statements to the Yakima's would have led the Yakima's to understand that the treaty protection of the right to travel on the public highways included the right to travel with goods for purposes of trade. Third, to impose a tax upon traveling with certain goods burdens that travel. And the right to travel on public highways without such burdens is just what the treaty protects. Therefore, precedent tells us the court that the tax precedent tells the court that the tax must be preempted. In Tule, for example, the fishing right reserved by the Yakimas in the treaty was held to preempt the application of the Yakimas of a state law requiring fishermen to buy licenses. The court concluded that such exaction of fees as a prerequisite to the enjoyment of a right reserved in the treaty cannot be reconciled with a fair construction of the treaty. If the cost of a fishing license interferes with the right to fish, so must a tax imposed on travel with goods, here fuel, interfere with the right to travel. Justice Gorsuch, joined by Justice Ginsburg, concluded that the 1855 treaty guarantees tribal members the right to move their goods, including fuel, to and from market freely. When dealing with a tribal treaty, a court must give effect to the terms as the Indians themselves would have understood them. Minnesota versus Mille Lacs Band of Chippewa Indians. The Yakima's understanding of the terms of the 1855 treaty can be found in a set of unchallenged factual findings in Yakima Indian Nation versus Flores, which are binding here and sufficient to resolve this case. They provide no evidence suggesting that the term in common with placed Indians in the same category as non-Indians with respect to any tax or fee the latter must bear with respect to public roads. Instead, they suggest that the Yakimas understood the treaty's right to travel provision to provide them with the right to travel on all public highways without being subject to any licensing and permitting fees related to the exercise of that right while engaged in the transportation of tribal goods. A wealth of historical evidence confirms this understanding. Far-reaching travel was an intrinsic ingredient in virtually every aspect of the Yakima culture, and travel for purposes of trade was so important to their way of life that they could not have performed and functioned as a distinct culture without it. 
Everyone then understood that the treaty would protect the Yakima's pre-existing right to take goods to and from market freely throughout its traditional trading area. The state reads the treaty only as a promise to tribal members of the right to venture out of their reservation and use the public highways like everyone else. But the record shows that the consideration the Yakima supplied, that is, millions of acres desperately wanted by the United States to settle the Washington Territory, was worth far more than an abject promise they would not be made prisoners on their reservation. This court's cases interpreting the treaties, treaties neighboring and parallel right to fish provision further confirm this understanding. United States versus Winans. Justice Breyer announced the judgment of the court and delivered an opinion in which Justices Sotomayor and Kagan joined. Justice Gorsuch filed an opinion concurring in the judgment in which Justice Ginsburg joined. Chief Justice Roberts filed a dissenting opinion in which Justices Thomas's, Thomas, Alito, and Kavanaugh joined. Justice Kavanaugh filed a dissenting opinion in which Justice Thomas joined. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of the podcast, we can be reached at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and eight zero.